Welcome to Change the Narrative. I'm your host, J.D. Fuller. I'm Susie Younger. An African-American licensed psychotherapist. I'm also a licensed therapist. We talk about the isms. We talk about the phobias. Anything that marginalizes and oppresses. As a white woman, I ask the questions white people are too afraid to ask. Everything we are not and everything we are is because of fear. Through, Through a mental, mental health lens, Susie and I will have difficult conversations with celebrity guests, political activists, and everyone in between. Our mind will tell us whatever we want to believe, but the truth lives in the body, and that's where change occurs. Are you ready to change the narrative? So, Susie, you remember when I started teaching at Antioch, and I taught my first class uh, teaching there was the multiculturalism and mental health. Do you remember that? I sure do. Terrified me for life. I think you do. And so this was only the second time I taught the class. I didn't know what to expect. So I came prepared, but I stood in front of the class and I always like to eyeball the people who are coming in. And the one that stood out the most, first and foremost, was you. You hurried past everybody. You came in and you sat right in the front of the room. What were you thinking when you came in the class that day and saw me? Well, when I first honestly saw Mm -hmm. you, and the color of your skin and your Afro, and you were very serious. If I'm to be honest, I was super intrigued. I was like, this didn't look like another class that I had been in. Every other teacher I had was white, and I didn't even know what multiculturalism was. So I didn't understand what that was, and I didn't understand who you were. So I made it my mission to sit right on top of you. (laughs) And I needed to know first. I wanted to know who you were. I had been an agent in Hollywood. And after almost dying from anorexia, everyone told me I was going to die. I survived. And I decided that I was going to go to grad school. And I was going to become a therapist. And I was going to help everyone in the world with what I was told I could never recover from. And so I went to Antioch, which is known for social justice. I didn't even know what that meant to become (laughs) a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I met J.D. Fuller and my life was changed. So when you say your life was changed, talk about the aha moment that you always talk about that really let you know that we were going to do something together eventually, remember? Yeah, well, it happened in our very first class. You had all of us come together in pairs and introduce our partner. And after we did and exchanged the introductions, you stood up and you were wearing khaki pants and a white shirt and a black blazer. And you said to all of us, do you wanna know who I am? As you stood up, you unbuttoned your black blazer to reveal a white t-shirt that had been marked up with a black Sharpie. And every racial slur and stereotype about being a gay Black woman was on there. And my first initial impression was, oh my God, she's such a badass. I want to be like her and I want her to like me. And I really had no idea what white privilege was. But wait, 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 because I want to talk about that moment where you... you, in, in that vein, you wanted me to know you. So you boldly raised your hand when I, when I signed this activity to you all. You were standing right in front of me and right. I'm staring at your boobs and your shirt. <laughs> I was that close. And you said, your homework is for each of you to do your own t-shirt. And if you're brave enough to wear it all day. And I raised my hand 
and I was looking right at your belly. It was eye level. Mm -hmm. And I said, would you like us to do affirmations too? And you looked at me without taking a beat and you said, just tell me where you see an affirmation. And I pointed to the line that said, I am a tribute to my own race. And in that moment, when I saw your face and my other black friend in the classroom go, oh, Susie, that was the beginning of the road where I learned this thing I didn't know I had called privilege. Yeah. And it's been a journey ever since. I mean, I remember, I don't remember which class it was actually, but I remember you coming up to me and saying, more people need to know who you are. I was a top agent and I'm going to make sure people know who you are. And I said, for now, why don't we just focus on you passing this class? Right? Right. I was going to ask you what your impression of me was in that moment. Well, you know, I knew there was some, possibly some fragility involved in this and I knew there was good intention so I wanted to give, offer you grace, which is what I tried to do, but I don't have a poker face. So, you know, I, it was hard for me to hide, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I hope that my answer, you know, invited you into something larger and clearly it did because you're here now. The second class might've been the most painful, which was when I walked in and still didn't know you, but claimed my seat. There were seven of us in the class and you had arranged three plastic chairs or whatever those Antioch chairs were in the middle of the class. And you said, and you had not talked to us about privilege yet. You said, I'd like the three people of privilege to walk into the fishbowl. And I remember turning to my friend who was also white saying, I think that's us. And we walked into the fishbowl and you just, poker face said, talk about racism. So the three of us white peeps sat speechless, trying to talk about racism. Particularly because the people of color were sitting on the outside. That's correct. That's correct. And everything that had been so stable and known for me in that minute, you took away my crutch, which was my privilege. And all of a sudden I was unstable. I didn't understand what was happening and I had to surrender. But I have to say that you willingly went on a journey with me. And at the end, you learned a lot, showed that you learned a lot. And as you were persistent, we stayed in each other's lives. You joined my clinicians group for white clinicians who desired to be anti-racist in their clinical practice. And you showed up there, you participated in everything that I have challenged you to do along the way, which is kind of what created this partnership and led us on the journey to having a podcast where we talk about things that people are afraid to talk about, you know, through the mental health lens, where we show the intersection between race and everything else in society. <laughs> is, that fair, is that fair to say? That is fair to say. And do you remember what you taught me about the world and about racism and you taught the class? That it was all based on one word. Hmm. What was it? Fear. Yeah. And so everything we are not and everything we are is because of fear. And as soon as you sprinkled that ingredient that everyone can appreciate and see and know, it just made it easier and more interesting to surrender to. Well, I think I think that the thing that I've learned from you on this journey, because you have stayed the closest to me out of the Antioch people, is that people are willing to learn. And that I have a way, because this is what you taught me. You taught me that I have a way 
of teaching people in the dominant culture that creates enough safety and willingness that growth happens. And I saw that in you. So you made it, you made it really, you know, tangible for me. And so that's why, again, we ventured out to, you know, show and teach more people how to be vulnerable in this process of talking about things that scare us. Because I think what you taught me and I learned from you is that you teach through the feeling in the body and you use not your intellect, but your experience to teach. So the thing about our podcast, let's talk about that for a second. What was your idea in doing this podcast? When I said, come on, Susie, be my co-host on the podcast, because the podcast is born out of a discussion about how we want more people to hear what we're trying to have happen in our society. And so what was your idea? What was your thought? My thought initially was that we look very different and we are very different, but we are Lucy and Ethel. And what makes us tick is our difference and the way that we metabolize information. And you taught me to pay attention to the invisible line or the invisible bubbles that are always there. As a Black woman, your experience will never be mine and mine will never be yours. And you taught me to look through my own lens and to appreciate the parts of myself that I just took for granted and to see that you haven't had that luxury or that privilege to be able to go through life the way that I have. So why a podcast to do that? So that everyone can come together in our message and really see that there is possibility for empathy and for understanding to go from conflict and understanding through a mental health lens using compassion and empathy. You know, and the thing about it that is important from the idea of why I wanted to do this, there are lots of podcasts. I mean, there's there's a podcast for everything named everything. But the idea about what we're trying to do is, as far as I know, and we've done a lot of research, there is not a mental health podcast that deals with social justice in the way that we do. We constantly integrate the message. We talk about the isms. We talk about the phobias. We talk about anything that marginalizes and oppresses. And we always integrate the mental health component as well as the experiential component because the truth lives in our body. Our mind will tell us whatever we want to believe, but the truth lives in the body. And that's where change occurs. So then the idea is that we come together weekly. We invite people who are known and unknown, people who have an important message, people who have experiences. And maybe they get a chance to hear from them in a way they wouldn't hear from them on other platforms. A lot of these topics that we're going to be talking about are really hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about racism. And in this relationship, we're able to dismantle and deconstruct a lot of these topics through a white perspective and through a Hollywood lens. So Susie, I feel like I bring vulnerability and the ability for people from other cultures to have my experience. What do you think you bring to the table in this podcast? I bring white fragility. And that's important because we can be both our vulnerable whole selves and process and talk about things that we know people are curious about, but may not have the skill set or the peer group. You have created a safe space where we're able to have these conversations and I can bring my white fragility and my white curiosity and know that 
I'm probably going to step in it. I may make a mistake. I may fail, but we'll all do it together. Yes, we definitely will do it together. We're excited to have these conversations that are going to be difficult and uncomfortable, but important. Please join us. Our first episode will air early in 2021 and will be available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. Please subscribe and join us.